in a world that seems to be going mad, if you listen to all of the great thinkers of today, in a world that has so much political divide, polarity between factions of ideology, so much violence, so much despair out there, mask mandates people don't want to follow, fear and frenzy around a virus that some people say they don't even believe in others cannot fathom how you couldn't believe. And there seems to be so many different camps we can just naturally fall into. What do we do in such a world upside down? When some of the greatest philosophers that are thinking and speaking out right now about the world scenario, the global thing that's happening, how do we make sense of it all? And in that, we're trying to make sense of it so we know how to label it. This is a good thing. This is a bad thing. It's a nuanced thing. It's a thing that's in need of saving. You need to get in the game, skin in the game. And as all this is happening, we're all left wondering, how convoluted are we? Because we know we are, at least to a little extent. So if you want to understand a little bit more about how to sink beneath the surface of all the myths and all the narratives that are circulating around there, then smash that like button, comment below, subscribe to the channel, share the video out far and wide, and take this microdose of infinity that's called loving exactly what is. Welcome back to Waking Infinity News. What a world, what a world we are living in. You know, every single day I find myself listening to a new podcast, finding a new philosopher, hearing a new narrative, getting other people who have more in-depth understandings of very specific nuances of things that are happening in the world and hearing it from their perspective hearing how they paint the world and what we can do and our best way of approaching it. And so as I dive into it and I listen to all these different perspectives, sometimes it builds up what I think I'm building towards. Like, oh, this must be the book that's building up inside me. This is the very next Waking Infinity News that I'm going to do. Or the next time I appear on Gaia, I'll have it all figured out and I'll be able to settle the score for the audience. And... As the world turns, it builds, and then it crumbles, and then something else builds, and then it crumbles, and then it keeps building, and it crumbles, and we can say, oh look, it's building towards something. And as we feel that it's building towards something, a lot of the times what it is, in my humble opinion, which is probably largely wrong, is building towards a myth that I feel closure with that comfort enclosure that we have. So I find myself super busy. Just this morning, I was listening to Charles Eisenstein on the Aubrey Marcus podcast, talking about you know his article that he did way back in 2020, way back then, called The Coronation, as well as um, the, the beautiful world our hearts knows is possible, and different articles that he's written, and really just diving into how does he break it down and make sense 
of the world that we're living in today. And then echoing back off of them, which is why we love podcasts, you have another thinker, Aubrey Marcus, and he's echoing things back saying, I like that, I had this idea, this is how I say it. And you get to hear these dueling philosophies that are, aren't dueling to be disparate, but dueling to find where is that middle ground. And you, you feel this path of sense-making, this vortex that sucks you up in it. Like, ah, oh, I get it. I can see it from a higher perspective. And then we try and go off and tell our friends about it. And they're like, I don't see it that way at all. Did you hear about X, Y, and Z? And some could say, well, I just didn't explain it well enough. If you would have watched the interview, you would have understood what I'm feeling right now. Sorry, I didn't explain it well enough to you. And we try and recreate sense that we felt in a moment that is past now to try and help somebody. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So what am I getting at here? In a world that is so freaking crazy, in a world that everyone says, Oh, sense is breaking down. It doesn't make as much sense, or it does make sense, and there's an ulterior motive to it, and you just don't know. You've been lied to. That's what you need to crack your head open towards. And so there are a lot of theories, a lot of ideas, and at the end of the day, most of us are just trying to make sense of what's happening so we can feel safe moving forward, making decisions in this world that we're living in today. But in that, you need to make sense of the world that we're living in. What does that mean? What is making sense? Personally, I have a sense for what's happening in the world, and my sense is what keeps the narrative or the myth alive inside me. It informs who I am, what I'm supposed to do in response to the circumstances of the world. If you think about it, we think we have five senses and maybe a sixth one and maybe some other ones beyond that, if we were to even truly understand what that means. But let's just imagine having a sense for the world. Maybe that's our narrative sense, how we make things make enough sense so we can move on and not lose ourselves to the infinity and the paralysis of analysis of all the nuances that Deep down inside, we probably know we could look at deeper and maybe it would change our perception, uh, the narrative that we live by. But for the most part, we're not looking to harp on every little detail. We want to know enough. We want to feel good enough. We want to be certain enough to move forward into that thing that we feel we were gifted by the world, by reality, to serve. Like for me, for instance, I keep saying, I'm a musician in a, <laughs> trapped in a filmmaker's body. I wish I could just do more music and that's how I feel comfortable. But what if I were to just slip into the uh, musician realm and deny the filmmaker side of it? What would start suffering in me there because I haven't really looked at the nuances of it? I'm just carrying on in my way. So I could say, man, I feel like I'm really stagnated right now. But is that just the sense that I'm making? I shouldn't be in this job. My boss is always yelling at me. Yada, yada, yada. All this is holding the framework for the hell that I feel like I'm in. But at the end of the day, maybe we don't even acknowledge that that hell is a holding space for us. While we would get annihilated 
on the battlefield around us, but we are incubated in what we call hell. We wish we could do more. We think that we're equipped. We think we have a sense for what's happening outside of that incubation, and we could do something. If only our circumstances weren't holding us hostage to that place. And so we don't see that there are parallel and paradox arguments behind everything we could be doing with our time, this brief little glimpse of life that we are given. So in that, the sense that we are given is that we're made for more. I keep hearing this. We are made for more. And the circumstances and the craziness of the world right now is, for the most part, showing me Man, I can't sit idly by anymore. I need to do something. I need to express and behave and use my voice and get engaged and not sit on the sidelines anymore. And this is beautiful. But do you see how this is also very much so building up towards a greater narrative, a greater myth that we can all get swept up by? And this is why I believe, for the most part, My job is to really be the artist. And what is an artist? I have a hard time defining that. Is that a problem? Actually, no. It's the mystery that keeps me involved in the artist lane. I'm not trying to be the academic. I've many times tried to use details and facts and figures and numbers and evidence from other people and build cases on what's going on in the world. There is a technocratic agenda. You know, there's... Uh, groups and factions and private groups and families that go way back and a matrix of control and there is an intelligence behind it all. But what does that do, especially to other people, as you start giving your opinion about the world? What kind of sense does that make of the world? And does that sense serve them equally as it does for me? It gets me engaged. It causes for me to be like, well, I at least have to ask the relevant questions. What's happening today? Why are we being pushed onto blockchain? Why is this technology being thrust upon this? Why are we having such a glimpse of a world that seems like it is a culture in decline, to use Peter Joseph's tagline? A society in decay. Why are we being given this storyline? And why am I upholding it, saying that as an artist, I need to call it out, but I don't need to be an academic. I don't need all the details. I don't care if you have subtle arguments to the nuances that build up the framework of the sense I'm trying to make of the world. The artist is here to create solutions and a roadway for us to travel along safely into the future that I believe would be the best for all of us. Why? Because I'm Ben Stewart and I've read some books. Do you see what I'm getting at here? Even people like myself who acknowledge that there are others, the Charles Eisensteins, the Foster and Kimberly Gambles, those who really, really, really dive into the nuances and complexities of the economic system, the technocratic system, the powers and the control centers in the world, how much they actually know one another, how much they know of what they're doing on the planet, how much they're actually in control of the greater use of the resources and what we as a species are doing on the planet. How much do we even have a sense for how intelligence is moving through this entire scenario 
to bring us towards what we call an end point that's coming. It's right around the corner. There's a disaster. It's looming. It's lurking. We need to do something. The oceans, the forests, the people, the technology, the satellites, the 5G, the all that, all of the repression, sexual, violent, abusive, traumatic past is coming out. It's right here. It's right now. What is our sense of all of that? And what does that sense mean? Well, you know, strangely, I'm not going to go to some 15th century philosopher. I'm not even going to go to some of the uh, greatest philosophers and authors of our time. I'll go straight to that podcaster that I was talking about earlier, Aubrey Marcus. As I'm working on a film with him right now, I'm not even going to get into all the details, but as I'm working on a film with him right now, he has some audio of him speaking, going through a vision quest, a dark night of the soul, and he's speaking about how do we love what is? How do we see this story that we've built up about the world around us? All the nuances that we are so sure we've gotten correct and other people who don't believe it, they just didn't read the things that we read. Sorry for them. And as we build that narrative and that myth up around us and we attach ourselves to it before we feel good about our closure and it really just becomes an unconscious part of our character that we feel so confident about, that we can smile and eloquently put forth the narrative for others and we seem so cool and calm and collected and like we've already figured all this stuff out before. As we have all that, he mentions in one of the darker moments of his life How do I just love what is? Not even try and use that loving what is to soften or dampen my anger and all the oppressed emotions and repressed emotions that want to come out. Instead of dampening it, how do I just let it and stand witness in awe and beauty of the awesome and awful horror of things that want to come out and speak themselves and express themselves through me. How do I love what is? Well, there's an awful lot of talk of self-love. How We need to really understand how to love ourselves. And that's part of the narrative. What is myself? It's the things I say that this flesh and blood, meat suit, whatever you want to call it, has acted out and behaved with my choices That's what I've done to the world. And others, they're exonerated from anything that I've done, but they are doing the things that they're doing. And it's this very isolated but very complex dynamic system that's creating a mess of chaos around us. And there's nothing we can do. There's no real sense. It's just atoms banging on atoms, billiard balls with chaos. And who knows what your actions are going to lead to. And we can get so convoluted in that, thinking that self-love is only our own and it only helps our self and maybe the people closest around us when we're in touch with it. And then we finally get to the point where we realize, if this beautiful moment happens, that everything we've made sense of, everything we think is just absolutely correct about our philosophies on life, is actually held up by imaginary straw can get blown away at the slightest challenge, not even by the greatest minds among us, the ones that we tip our nose at, look how confident they seem. But it's usually the more meager and the more, we would say, classically, beautifully ignorant, the children in the world. 
And they point out these things inside of us that are like, wow, for all of my brilliance, I still forget how to play. I still forget how to love those around me. I still forget that you can just let out your anger and then it's done. And then guess what? You can laugh within the next second, tears still on your face and hop right back into the love game. Hop right back into the, let's make such simple sense of the world that it doesn't inform much of your language. It doesn't inform all the nuances of your belief structures. What it does is it radically shades it differently with light, the light of love. And as it shades it different, all of your language changes anyway. All of your emotions hold a different narrative in place. And you become to realize that self-love is that unconditional love we're all looking for. All the validation we wish to get from the outside world, all the sex and attention and needs that we want met by our lovers and society, all of that stems from our misunderstanding that everything we need is actually present right now. And in the darkest moments, of which I'm going through one right now, today, literally, a very, very dark moment in my life. And I can say it without having to feel like it has to be heavy. And I can say it in this moment without having to feel like I need, even need to explain it to anybody, to make sense of it, that it just is. And that if I don't hold it to be the most terrible thing happening to me, but I also don't try and commodify it as being something that I'm just instantly grateful for. Oh, have gratitude. Gratitude will solve all the problems. Sure, sure, it definitely helps, but it also commodifies and it augments the sense of what's actually happening. Before gratitude, before love, is something pre-sense. It's your presence. Just being present with your darkness. being present, <laughs> just being present with your darkness and maybe being presence with your darkness. Being present is almost you're here, you're now, but being presence, you are the here and now. And both of those make a slightly different sense of what's happening in the world right now. I hope you can take this as a microdose, a slightly long microdose, longer than I like. And I call this news because it's news to me. And hopefully it's news to you that all the news that you're getting are intentionally disconnected dots, intentionally skewed data points to make sense of a world differently than we would if we were just present and in presence with the world. I'm pretty sure unconditional love can find its way and doesn't need our manipulating it out of the circumstances in the world. So trying for unconditional love may be premature. Maybe we just need presence. Maybe. Maybe that's just the sense I made of the world. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Join the Discord chat. Subscribe, like, yada yada, all that shit. Go over to benjosephstewart.com, become a member. 
get access to my deeper dives where I go deeper into my own thought processes and the sense that I've made of the world. And I'll catch you guys next time. Thank <laughs> you.